Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Undeniably, shocking is the wrong word, but they got your attention when they first came out. It, it, it was it was pretty hard to miss the Beastie Boys. Shocking, I think, is the most appropriate word. Yeah, right. No, I guess I right. I mean, because of the music videos and just guys that you, you didn't expect. I mean, there's a lot of factors that that goes a in. lot, a lot. I mean, they they broke some they broke some culture, social, cultural, racial uh, racial barriers in in hip hop in the early '80s. Uh, they destroyed some myths about about uh, Judaism, uh, as many as all three of those uh, young men are or were. Um, they were transcendent. They bought hip hop, rap, and rock together, like they and and party music. So, uh, kudos to the Beastie Boys, man. Not enough credit goes to these guys. That's what that was my uh, sort of lead here was that I do think that when they came out, they changed the game instantly. I think that they were uh, both famous and controversial right away. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know how many people still think of them. I, I still think that the. the like if you're talking about a kid who's like be under the age of 25, mm-hmm. I think he knows about NWA and Forward. 
I think that the guys like the BC Boys run DMC, Public Enemy, some of the other guys like that, KRS One, you know, the guys that were in the early to mid '80s when when it was still a fringe hip hop was still a fringe thing. I, I don't know. I don't know if the young people know, man. I was I don't I don't know. I was also just. My homegirl Wu Tang Maggie just yeah, yeah. just shouted out and punk music too. Like uh, people for sure, people don't understand. Like if you listen to the album uh, right uh, right before License to Ill, it's yeah. all punk music. So shout out to that Wu Tanger out there. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's like punk, maybe even like post punk kind of. Yeah, oh, yeah, post punk in between. I don't know, man. It was just it was an amalgamation of sorts, a cornucopia, if you will. Nuanas now one hundred two nine ESPN Missoula. Rajim Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuanas in studio. Missed anything in the first hour? It was a fun first hour. We talked about the big news of the day: Jocelyn Tinkle, Missoula Big Sky alum, Stanford alum, on her way back to the Garden City. She will join Brian Holsinger's staff as the third and final assistant coach for the Montana Lady Grizz. So, congratulations to Jocelyn Tinkle. Also, Katie Bussey, an all-time great. Bobcat is joining Trisha Benford's staff, so some good additions there. Duncan Hamilton from Bozeman, uh, he's from Bozeman, he runs at Montana State. Uh, he will run in the men's 3,000-meter steeplechase final tonight on ESPN2. That's at the NCAA National Outdoor Track and Field Championships from the Mecca, Hayward Field in Eugene, Oregon, 6.24 p.m. ESPN2. You can find Duncan Hamilton. Connor Wood. Montana State, former Montana State offensive tackle. He's transferring to Missouri, so that was big news as well. Regime, uh, answer some trivia questions all about the New York football giants. And yeah, we yeah. talked a little bit about the Montana-Wyoming all-star basketball games. The games tonight are in Wyoming. The games tomorrow are in Lockwood, so we will... Uh, keep you apprised of all those results. Anything and everything in the first hour can be found on the podcast, which is presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, as well as Sports Bet Montana. We're going to talk about the greatest athletes on the planet at this exact moment here in just a minute, but we got to keep feeding you. We uh, did not do our normal Wing It Wednesday on Wednesday, so we already gave away some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Now we have a $25 gift card to Taglieri Delicatessen. Taglieri, one of the best delis you'll find anywhere in the world, really, but it is absolutely the best deli in Montana. If you don't believe me, ask the Food Network, ask People Magazine. They have already won those awards. They're displayed prominently uh, in their shop. It's a cool shop, too. It's kind of like a little corner store, uh, like a little Italian corner store. you got the great sandwiches. you got the charcuterie boards. you got the wine. You got a favorite sandwich there? Maybe you, we should switch you to Tuesdays for the summer so you can have some tag Tuesdays with us. But you've been on your, you've been on your, your you've been, you've been getting buddy, skinny mini. I'm not trying to get skinny mini. I'm just making different life choices. Hey, that's Rather, good. That's good. No, You're an inspiration. Wow. Well, to me and to many. Why? Well, thank you. No, I, uh, Tagliari's, you can't go wrong. I like the, uh, I was just, I just had lunch there the other day. Um, it's the one that has um, prosciutto yep. and the and the the fig and the, the fig chutney mm. on it. Yep, yep. It's just like so sweet, so savory. I mean, it can't go wrong with a Megadeth, the Zeppelin. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Kiss. I had the Queen, which is the new one earlier. Uh, I guess last week. It's got it's got pesto. Yum. The, the thick slice mozzarella. Mozzarella. You got to pronounce mozzarella. it. Mozzarella. With the uh, and then the thin sliced turkey, little bacon. Mm. So good. Try the queen next time you're in. Might have to hop on I think that uh, we already even got a caller. I didn't even hardly prompt you, but uh, maybe we did, maybe we didn't. Tommy, were you just on the phone with somebody that was eager for some tagliari? I don't know. Can't hear. 
Uh, Regardless, uh, if if by chance yeah we didn't give something away, eight 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 one zero two nine, we got twenty five dollar gift card to Tagliari Della Contessa here in Missoula. And uh, if you're calling right now and Tommy already did do the giveaway, well, sorry, uh, <laughs> it's already been done. Somebody beat you to the punch. But either way, eight 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 one zero two nine. If you want twenty five dollars to go check out the best delicatessen in the entire state of Montana. Okay, so this is just the news brief that leads us into a conversation. So, Great Falls wrestling legend Bill Zadick was celebrated by the National Hall of Fame uh, with a National Hall of Fame induction ahead of the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, He is basically from the first family of Montana wrestling. Uh, He will be inducted in the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Leading up to the Tokyo Olympics, he's the son of Montana coaching legend Bill Zadick, and uh, he's also the older brother of Olympic wrestler Mike Zadick. And so both these guys, this, this is Bill Zadick, by the way, now the second Montanan ever into the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. So great uh, honor for him. This got me thinking, Regime, mm-hmm. about the greatest athletes on the planet right now, because I do think that on one hand, a lot of the greatest um, American athletes have sort of gotten streamlined and filtered into the revenue sports, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of guys that play high-level college football, for example, that don't make it to the NFL, mm-hmm. that if they would have pursued something else for their lives, like soccer or something, that they could have been one of the great soccer players in America, but mm-hmm. they, they just don't because of just the popularity of the sports or whatever. But like, imagine a guy who's like a fringe Division one college basketball player instead choosing volleyball. Chase Buttinger is a great example. Guy out of Arizona. He was the two-time national high school volleyball player of the year. Well, then he went and played for Arizona. He was a first-round draft pick by the Sick. by the Brooklyn Nets. Yep. He played in the league for eight or ten years. Yep. So it's not he's not like a bust, but he was never an all-star. Thing. No, he's no, just no, a no. fine player. Good athlete. But say he just doesn't do that. Say he just chooses volleyball. He might be the you know he might be the guy like he the might dude. he might win a gold medal or two you know mm-hmm. or you know Dwight Howard is a Hall of Fame basketball player. What if he played volleyball? God, right? Could that like how about Dwight Howard as your middle blocker? Yeah. Ben Wallace as your middle blocker? Actually, I w- I could see Ben Wallace more than than Dwight. Right. That would be sick. The Kim Matembo as your middle blocker? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so this got me thinking. Uh, but I do. But, but d- despite the fact that a lot of America's best athletes are filtered, I still think the guys that are the best athletes in those sports are still among the greatest athletes on the planet today. Agreed. But we've also seen so much athleticism matriculate its way into literally every sport on the Everything. planet. Everything. It used to be you could make fun of tennis players for their athleticism. They might be smooth and really coordinated and all that. I have two tennis players on my list right now. Okay, there we go. So let's talk about this. Let's just let's just hash this out. So right now, who when you just hear, we're going to do both men and women, but when you just, first of all for men, when you just hear greatest athlete on the planet right now, what do you think? Messi. Lionel Messi has absolutely got to be up there. Uh, LeBron James. No question. Um, I have Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo has to be on the list as well. Roger Federer. I think that the big three in tennis are all on the list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nadal, uh, Djokovic. Djokovic and Federer. And Federer, yeah. Absolutely. So, Agreed. So uh, Djokovic just beat Rafael Nadal in the semifinal um, at the French Open, which is, this is actually a historic victory because no individual athlete has ever dominated a singular major or Grand Slam tournament in the history of sport, like Rafael Nadal has dominated the French Open. Rafael Nadal is the greatest clay player in the history of tennis. It's not close. It's not close. He's won the French Open, I believe, 12 or maybe even 13 times. He has more French Open victories than 
basically every tennis player that's ever played has Grand Slam titles except the guys named Djokovic, Federer, and Pete Sampras. That's how dominant Rafael Nadal has been uh, at the French Open. And so um, to for him to lose, I know I know he is in the twilight years of his career. There's no question about it. I mean, he's been among the great players in the world for nearly two decades. But it's still... I mean, he he still was the the four-time defending French Open champion. So for Djokovic to knock him off, it, it still is big news, even though Rafael Nadal is 35 years old. But I do think, per your point, to Roger Federer, I think Federer is probably one step below where he was just because he's been professional for more than 20 years. But he's still there. And Nadal, I don't know if this is indicative of him uh, taking one step back. It's hard to say. He's just in the semifinals of a Grand Slam tournament. But all of that to say is that Djokovic has basically lived in these two shadows because they basically had a head start on him for major titles, Grand mm-hmm. Slam titles, because he was just younger. And now with this dethroning of Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic now has a real chance to make a run at that all-time Got to get the foot ma- in the door. major championship record. I mean, he, he is the number one player number in the one. world. He is a couple years uh, younger than these two guys. Mm-hmm. And now he's sitting right there with, let's count them up real quick, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So he's got 16 Grand Slams right now, and, and he's still got a couple more years of his prime. So it is big He could time. hit 20. He could hit 20. He could and, hit 20. And I believe Nadal and Federer are right there around the 20, the 20 mark. So mm-hmm. um, those three guys have been synonymous with each other, but I think they all deserve credit. Who else do you have? Okay. Oh, switching over to the females, the ladies, which we should have done first. Oh, we should have Where done first. are our manners? I know. Uh, Simone Biles. No question. Who's ridiculous. ridiculous. Serena Williams. Serena Williams is Who's there. outstanding. Alex Morgan. I think I think there's several of the women's soccer players it, yeah, from, any, from any, America. Yeah, anyone on that team, really. I mean, Megan Rapinoe is, is quite fantastic as well. And then Dominique Davis. Davies, I always is it Davies Davis? I always forget. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure who you're referring. Gymnast, brother. Oh, Dominic Dawes. Dominic Dawes. God, she, she was, she was great as well. Yeah, yes. Dominic Dawes for sure. Ridiculous. Um, those are all very good. You know who doesn't get? And and this is this is so much of what national media covers, which drives me crazy. They're covering Logan and Jake Paul and these stupid freaking boxing matches that aren't boxing matches where these guys, oh. you know, like Logan Paul's fighting Floyd Mayweather. Okay, well, and he's there's no judges. He gets knocked out twice but Floyd Mayweather keeps him up so that everybody, you know, there was no loser or winner. That's not a sport. There's no judges. That's not a sport. And That's just sparring. And, and, and it was a complete slap in the face to boxing because Logan Paul is six inches and 50 pounds heavier than Floyd Mayweather, yet he still got his butt whipped in the name of money. These guys are just doing it for money. If you like it for entertainment, great. Watch professional wrestling. It's the same thing. Don't buy into that. But I do think that, but that stuff gets way more coverage than like a Simone Biles. But the, the number one person that I'm referring to, though, that doesn't get nearly the coverage that she deserves is one of my favorite female athletes of all time. And that's Allison Felix. Ooh. Allison Felix has broken and rebroken world records eight different times, including most recently. She just broke a record. She's 35 years old. She, she is still in the, I mean, how can you say she's not in her prime? She just broke a world record. And so she is absolutely one of the great uh, female athletes on of the planet. all time. Yeah. Of all time. I, I like I like your list, to Thank be you, sure. Um, I, 
Sharapova, Maria Sharapova was right there. I good, think she's a good she, one. She's not quite there right now, but she was right there to be sure. Uh, the other one that has just taken a step back just because of injuries lately, but you have to give credit for for her both her consistency and her longevity uh, is Lindsey Vaughn. Lindsey Vaughn was an oh, outstanding absolutely. Olympic skier uh, champion who went through multiple devastating injuries and came back from almost every single one of them. So uh, she definitely uh, deserves to be uh, credited as well. Um, a couple other guys I thought of from sort of the outside of the NFL, NBA sports. Well, first of all, for, if you're talking about the NFL, which we're going to get to uh, a guy in the NFL here in just a minute, but I still think that Julio Jones, even though he's 32 years old, is one of the great freak athletes on Ridiculous. the Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he, he, his legend is has never stopped growing from the time he won the student body election at Alabama when he was a junior in high school <laughs> to the time when he ran a 4.3840 with somebody else's shoes and a broken bone in his foot uh, to the time where, you know, he showed up at a, a pre-draft thing and had a 44-inch vertical and just walked out the door and was like, I'm good, you saw it, it's all good. So I do think he's there. I think Aaron Donald's there. I think Tyreek Hill is there as well as far as NFL guys. But Oh, you took one of my guys. A couple of the other guys, though, I think that I have to bring in. And if you missed yesterday's show, a really interesting first hour. Chad Dundas, who formerly of the Missoulian, an outstanding sports writer who has spent Absolutely. time writing for uh, ESPN, The Athletic, uh, everything in between. He's written multiple books. Uh, he is, was kind enough to swing by. He's a Missoula native, and uh, it was great reconnecting with Chad. But we talked all about combat sports. We talked about boxing and the decline of boxing, UFC, the rise of the UFC. But I do think that two guys that need to be thrown into the mix here right now are Anthony Joshua, who is the once and future heavyweight champion of the world. He was the first guy to unite the heavyweight championships since, I believe, Riddick Bowe. Uh, but, but Riddick Bowe actually didn't unite him. He only had, had them, them because yeah. he beat Tyson. Yep. Uh, but So I guess the last guy to truly unite them, to win all the uh, the heavyweight championships, I believe, was Mike Tyson, which mm-hmm. was that's 25-plus years ago. Anthony Joshua then did lose to Tyson Fury, but now he's sort of picking his belts back up. But I do think that he is a, a generational talent. And then the other guy you have to mention is... Um, Francis, uh, Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight champion of the world in the UFC. He is perhaps the most impressive physical specimen on the planet. Have you seen this guy? He's, he's six, ridiculous. I mean, he's 6'6", six, six, 265. He's ridiculous. He, he looks like he's 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 Khalil Mack, except for he's bigger, stronger, buffer, and taller, and heavier, and all of it. I mean, he's an unbelievable specimen of a person. It just chiseled out of marble and granite, dude. It's, it's, it's ridiculous that some of these guys, that their size... And then the fact that they're so agile, so athletic, and then quick within that size. So, yeah, sort of like Cameron Jordan. When I look at guys like Cameron Jordan, how are you that big, that quick, and that fast at 300 pounds? No question. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's part hard work, but then there's also just part straight genetics, right? And some of these guys, they just they got the genes. But when you mix those two together, that's when you get guys that that uh, have that sort of super people physical stature. No question about it. Are we missing anybody else? First of all, do you consider Lamar Jackson? Well, Lamar Jackson is definitely up there. You want to know what uh, subtracts from the, the the legend of Lamar Jackson? Uh, maybe it adds to the mystery of it, but it sort of subtracts from the legend of it. He's never ran a forty. I know he's one of the 10 fastest players in the league. He's probably Easily. the fastest player in the league. He probably is. But he's never ran a 40. Because I, I think he knows that if he just ran and ran a 4-4 flat, people would be like, oh, that's slower than I thought it was. Even though that still makes you one of the fastest <laughs> people in the world. You know? Yeah, you don't want to demystify himself. Question, does he look like the illegitimate son of Samuel Jackson? <laughs> that's pretty good. Like, like everyone take a look at him and tell me that is not the illegitimate son of Samuel Jackson. Uh, I love, that's that's pretty funny. There that's, it is. That's that's pretty funny. Um, 
A couple others in terms of women that we have to mention. I think that you have to give it up to Candace Parker. She's still sick. I mean, she's still in the WNBA while Killing also it. being a studio analyst and and putting the one of the most renowned studio shows in the history of television. Dude. She puts those guys on skates still. She goes she's in there and raps with Chuck and Shaq. She's the one dominating the conversation. So I, I love some. I love me some um, Candace Parker for sure. Um, Maya Moore is still in the NBA Ridiculous. too. Ridiculous. She, she still remains one of the great uh, basketball players. Uh, Ella Della Don is still a great one, and uh, Sabrina Igieska from from Oregon, Oregon. is now in the WNBA as well. Those those all deserve um, a ton of credit. I'm trying to think if we're missing any other. In, the, any other females. The, the problem is then I start going all time as opposed to I just know, like I current. Know. And I there's know. just so many. Diatrasi still playing. I, that's that was one that was in my mind was uh, was DT. She's dynamite. Um, yeah, and Sue Bird. Those those two are legends. Sue Bird. They're Sue kind of they're kind of on the end of their careers, but they're still they're still absolutely relevant. Absolutely, well. absolutely. There's just so many. We can we can wax poetic all day about that. Who's the best athlete in the NBA right now? Pure athleticism. Pure. You, you know what? Oh, that's so hard. You want to know what's crazy? Is the answer wasn't hard for 17 years. And it only, it was LeBron. Be, it only became hard when LeBron finally tweaked an ankle and pulled a groin. <laughs> or went to the Keanu Reeves School of Method Acting. Sure. Yeah. Regardless. You know, who, you know who I think is just a freak athlete and may not make the top five? Russell Westbrook. Oh, no question. Like, his no athleticism, question. change of direction, like... How his body, he, he, he's, a, he's a moving ratchet. Like, he is just so able to disjoint but stay so f- uh, fluid within his fragmentation. Um, I'm going to say our dubs, man. He's just one of my favorite athletes to watch. And then... You know what's funny? The Greek freak, man. The Greek freak is great, too. I always think of this, though, too. I always think of your athleticism catering to basketball but also maybe catering to other sports or lack thereof. There's some guys, like Luka Doncic, he's a physical specimen, but he is not a great athlete. No. But his skill and his spatial awareness and his vision and all those things make him an absolutely elite player. Mm -hmm. But could he translate and play another sport? I don't know, maybe soccer, but... Axe throwing. You know, uh, but but a guy like Russell Westbrook, actually his herky-jerky coordination is sort of detrimental to him in basketball, even though he's likely going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm Mm-hmm. But imagine if he played a sport where, because sometimes Russell Westbrook, he has the best motor, I think, in the history of the league. I think he goes the hardest out of anybody in the league. He's the best rebounding guard in the history of the league, for sure. There's only a couple other guys with motors comparable to Russell Westbrook. I would say maybe Charles Barkley. Allen Iverson. Day. AI's pretty good. AI didn't Especially let, given his size. Or the sure, lack thereof. For sure, but he also just, just did it with the ball in his hands. I mean, Russell Westbrook's the best rebounding guard of all time. Okay. He also goes as hard as possible at all times. All what, the time. What I'm getting at, though, is his greatest strength is his greatest weakness. His motor is why he's out of control sometimes. Mm-hmm. I agree Imagine with that. if he played football where that is not detrimental to you whatsoever. I mean, you put Russell Westbrook at strong safety. Let's go. Good night. <laughs> Good night Good is night. right. Good night. I mean, he's 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 stupid as far as the, his ability to go hard. So I, I do think that uh, that would be an interesting one to see that yes, transition sir. as well. There's another. There's a couple other pretty sneaky uh, athletes in the NBA right now too. John Moran is definitely one of the best athletes in the league right uh, now. Oh God, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, the, the backup uh, uh, Tyson Hill. Yeah, down for the Saints. Taysom Hill, yeah, Taysom yeah, yeah. Hill. Sorry, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's a pretty good he's, one. He's he just sick athlete. Just pl- plug and play him wherever you want to go. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of those cats out there. That Khalil Mack, oh, uh, you know, sure. on him another just sick athlete. You want to know the best athlete in the NBA is that nobody knows who Miles Bridges. 
Miles Bridges for the Charlotte Hornets out of Michigan State. He was the MSU. Uh, he was like the number twelve pick in two thousand eighteen. So he's like his third year in the league. If you want to have, I know that I know why people don't know him. He's on the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets. They, no didn't, they didn't play a nationally televised game. Go on Twitter if you got it, or just Google it. Go on YouTube. Miles Bridges, Charlotte Hornets putback dunks. He has some of the craziest, nastiest putbacks I have ever seen in my entire life. And uh, he's somebody you're going to want to know about because he's getting close to the end of his rookie contract. He ain't staying in Charlotte. He's going to go somewhere he's big, out. and he's going to be a star, I guarantee it. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Rajim Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuanas in yep. studio. Speaking of stars... We continue to see the rise of one of the brightest in Salt Lake City, Utah. Spider Mitchell put on a show last night. We're going to get to that, plus Julio Jones and the new juggernaut skill position group for the Tennessee Titans. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. My Helena crew, they're always calling down and texting in, and uh, they were giving me a hard time the other day. They say, Boy, you haven't called us back in a couple weeks, you must think you're big time now. You got a baseline, but I don't have a baseline like that. That's a good baseline right there. We got to get you an intro. We got to, we got to make me and Tommy are gonna make a soundtrack for you, dude. The soundtrack of our lives is this show when you guys are on it. That's all that matters. Is I'll I, got, I got my boys. Riding with me. It's Nuana's Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. You a yoga guy? Not so much. Have you looked at this body? <laughs> well, regardless, I'm guys a- like us could use a little bit of yoga. And we have a new partner here at ESPN Missoula, Vertex Fitness. Uh, formerly the source, it's located right there uh, on Russell Street, right, right, right by the Good Food Store. But on Father's Day, June 20th, they're hosting a yoga in the park. So bring your dad on down, get loose, 10 a.m. $20 tickets includes yoga and brunch. 
Optional $5 add-on as a donation benefiting Five Valleys. Special Olympics this is taking place at the paddle field. Uh, excuse me, the paddle field. The paddle heads field. <laughs> Oakland Park and Allegiance Field. Uh, you know where it's at right there, 700 Craig Lane. You can sign up today at vertexfitness.com. That's vrtxfitness.com. vrtxfitness.com. You need a gym? Go check them out. It's a sweet place, especially when it's nice outside. I know a lot of people Gorgeous. don't like to go into the gym when it's super nice, but they have the rooftop where you can do your exercises. They have group fitness classes on top of the roof outside. There's stretching. There's quiet rooms up there, all of that stuff. The Apex Bistro. Apex Bistro is delicious. They have all sorts of great and healthy options for you. They got a smoothie bar. They got a coffee bar, and they have a variety of uh, delicious Libations as well. They do have libations. They do Beer have libations. And wine yes, as well. yes, we, yes. We're going to be telling you more about that too. Maybe some parties happening. Some cornhole as well. So go to vertexfitness.com. That's vrtxfitness.com to find out all you want to know about the fitness as well as all the great events they have coming up. Appreciate Vertex Fitness for being a part of Nuanas Now. Okay, I got a couple quick hitters for you. Proceed. We have not talked about Julio Jones, the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> What do you think of this move? I, I think defensive coordinators in the AFC South are sweating bullets right now. Because when you look across the board, Derrick Henry, which is a freight train on legs, you got A.B., and now you put J.J. on out, on the outside, it instantly lifts this offense, which was pretty good last year. You add this wrinkle, good night, man. I mean, just what do you do? You can't crowd the box because of Derrick Henry. You can't play, you can't double A-B because then you leave Julio Jones open. Like, you just, good luck trying to stop that. The, to me, the linchpin of this all is what does Ryan Tannehill do with it? We'll see. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. It took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, when you have uh, a good offensive line, Pretty solid. they were better. Uh, the offensive line was a little better, but then they had to uh, cut some ties with some guys. And then Taylor Lewan, who's one of the best left tackles in the NFL towards ACL, his return will make them go from good to really good yes. right away. And if they can get some development out of some of their uh, younger offensive linemen, mm-hmm. um, they could be pretty darn good, especially the kid out of North Dakota State, Dylan Radunes, who was a second-round draft pick out of NDSU. I see him live. He's got a lot of potential. He's going to have to acclimate to the NFL game, but he's got the ability to be able to do that. So mm-hmm. that could be big for them. And they also have dogs on defense. But that was the question, then, is how much of this lies on Ryan Tannehill? And do you believe in Ryan Tannehill? You know, I like Ryan Tannehill. I, I feel like he didn't get a fair shake in Miami. I mean, just Miami doesn't give itself a fair shake, let alone its individual players. But um, I, I think that his last two years there, he's had some good development. Is he a, is he a top-ten quarterback? No. But he, is he a good game manager to get you over the hump? That's what I'm wondering about, though, is this, is that if you are dedicated to playing Mike Vrabel's style of football, which, by the way, actually didn't occur last year. Derrick Henry was prolific on the ground, but the Titans were actually horrible defensively despite their personnel. They had good personnel. Their secondary sucked. They gave up points in bunches. The Titans were in more shootouts last year than maybe anybody in the NFL, which is not what you want out of a team that wants to have a defensive identity coached by a former outstanding defensive player who wanted the whole thing to be about ground and pound and, and defense. What I'm getting at, though, is... The trading for Julio Jones now gives them elite skill players. We talk about A.J. Brown, Derrick yes. Henry, and Julio Jones. As well as, um, well, I guess they, they got rid of Jonathan Smith, huh? They're tight end. Yeah, they did. But, but uh, Anthony Fersker, I mean, he could, be, he could be pretty good. They have young guys that can rise up at tight mm-hmm. end. But mm-hmm. regardless, that's a good group of good skill nucleus. players for sure. So then 
when you have those guys, though, then you're going to be tempted to want to score more points. I guess, I think that obviously the addition of Julio Jones is phenomenal. It's like, it's a can't miss addition individually. I just wonder if it skews the identity of their team. Like, what is, what should the identity be? And if it is a team that's going to win by scoring some points, can Tannehill handle that? Because you're right, he is a great game manager. And if that's what you want your team to be, he can do that. And that's why you have him because he's cheaper than most guys. He's not going to screw it up for you. But if it turns, if the situation turns into where they need Tannehill to win them games, can he? That's my biggest question. I think he can with this addition of Julio Jones. This this changes the field for 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 Tannehill. It changes the field for the whole offensive side of the uh, t- for the whole offensive team for the Tennessee Titans. With that being said, this opens up and gives options in the playbook. Again, defensive aren't going to be able to play Tennessee the way they've played them in the last two to three years. This changes things. I like what you said about Julio Jones and work ethic. He's going to bring something to this team uh, that no one on this team has had before in their lives. Like when you look at Julio Jones and his body of work and and, and company and couple that with uh, what he did with Matt Ryan over the last decade, he is opening up a a fountain of, of, of information that Tennessee, I feel, just doesn't have. Going back to your question about um, what does that do for their identity and uh, for this team, it now makes them balanced. You, like you said, they were all about the ground and pound, run heavy, Derek Harry oriented. But now this opens up the playbook. This actually takes some wear and tear off of Derek Henry. You know, you don't have to let your your Clydesdale just get beat up on throughout the course of a season. This opens up the playbook, allows Tannehill to develop a little bit more, and then, like you noted a few minutes ago, those young up and coming players now have an excellent mentor. Uh, uh, both by show and by verbiage. Julio Jones last year played only nine games, 51 catches, 771 yards, three touchdowns. Those are all three career lows. He said in a press conference yesterday that he still feels as athletic, as fast, and as strong as he's ever been. He said that he had just never experienced the... the um, severity of a soft tissue injury like he had last year and he didn't know how to deal with it and so he tried to train too hard and rehab too hard and came back too fast multiple times and then kept just pulling that hamstring Mm -hmm. and so he was just in and out of the lineup so I think it's a live and learn but I'm also so interested to see I mean Julio Jones is unquestionably one of the most dominant statistical receivers that we've had in the NFL he is perhaps the best receiver of his generation and is one of the great receivers ever but he's had no less than 1400 yards no less than 83 catches in a season, and mm-hmm. as many as 136 catches and as many as 1,871 yards in a season. Ridiculous. Uh, oh, since, since his first breakout year in 2014. And so we've never seen Julio Jones be a, any sort of a malcontent because he's always just gotten fed the rock, whether it's at Alabama or Atlanta. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think Julio Jones is a malcontent. Everything I've ever seen from him, he seems like a very diligent, hardworking, humble guy. But he also, you just wonder... He's likely going to be his production. If, even if he stays healthy the whole year, he's probably going to have, you know, he'll be a, he may be a thousand yard receiver. He's not going to be a fifteen hundred yard receiver in Tennessee. You wonder how he reacts to that. You know, winning cures all. <laughs> That's true. You know, if you're winning and you're part of it, then you're not really worried about it. But like you said, he's never been a malcontent. But most wide receivers are divas, so we'll see what happens when. Uh, the circle isn't around him. Like he is not the focal point of the offense. Although we never know what Vrabel will do once he gets there. We could he can unleash him in a different way. And uh, you know we're just we're just two dudes talking into mics. We never know. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television around the great state of Montana. Rajim Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuana is in studio. A couple more quick hitters for you. 
Yeah. How much of a difference does Sam Darnold make for the Panthers? Are you in, first of all, are you in or out on Sam Darnold? You know, I as much as I totally despise the Jets and the organization. Right. Sorry, Mike Motz, my boy who loves him. Um, didn't get a fair shake. There's also certain things like there's just certain things Sam Darnold needs to improve on that are just Sam Darnold. Sure. That have nothing to do with either organization. Can he help the Panthers? Someone's got to. <laughs> and and Sam Darnold has the ability to. My biggest thing is I want Sam Darnold to work on his footwork, uh, which isn't the best, um, and just work on his strength. He has the arm, but I think he needs no to. I think he needs to build up his body and his mind around the arm. Well, now he has a couple of great weapons as well. Oh, Christian McCaffrey, sick. I mean, DJ Moore's on the way up. He's definitely uh, a rising star. So and we'll DJ see. Shark. I'm I'm not Man. out on I'm not out on Sam Darnold. Me either. I'm not all the way in either. It really, well, it really just comes down to. I mean, so Matt Rule is one of these new age coaches where he's bringing uh, a a lot of really strong college concepts into the pro game. Mm -hmm. Those two things mesh more at this moment in time than at any time in the last 25 years in the NFL. No question. Agreed. But but the Panthers want Matt Rule to be Cliff Kingsbury. Good luck. Or or Sean McVay or or one of these new age spread offense type coaches. To me, the most important relationship in the NFL is the relationship between the head coach and the quarterback. Absolutely. It's why the dominant franchises dominate, and it's why Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl ring. That's as, it's as flat as, I mean, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes get along a lot better than Aaron Rodgers ever got along with one of his coaches. That's why Mahomes is going to win more rings. That's pretty much it. It's not even a talent thing. It's a fit thing. So, uh it remains to be seen. Matt Rule and uh, Sam Darnold, uh, if they get along in Carolina. I got a couple more. NFL questions, and we got to talk a little bit of NBA as well. But first, we're going to take one more break and then take you home here on your Friday. It's Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for listening. 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, NBA, NFL, weekend plans, all the above. Keep it right here. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications can Connect to more. Welcome back to the Beastie Boys Hour Times 2. Also known as Nuanas Now with Rajim Seabrook. Yo. Joining me in studio, Coulter Nuanas. Especially thinking of the show. It's been an awesome show in the news of the day. Jocelyn Tinkle, the newest assistant for the Lady Grizz, uh, Montana women's basketball team. She joins Brian Holsinger's staff. Jocelyn Tinkle, a Missoula Big Sky alum, a former Montana Gatorade Player of the Year Times 2, and now the newest assistant for the Lady Grizz. Duncan Hamilton from Montana State runs here in about, oh, 37 minutes. 
Uh, he will be running in the finals of the men's 3,000-meter steeplechase, 6.24 p.m. You can watch that live from Eugene, Oregon at Hayward Field, NCAA Outdoor Dragon Field Championships on ESPN2. So go check that out. We also talked a little Montana-Wyoming All-Star basketball game, talked some NFL, and uh, talked about some of the greatest athletes on the planet Earth right now that are still participating if you want to find anything from this show, check it out on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, The Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. We're talking about the great athletes, and I mentioned this, but I wanted to reemphasize Novak Djokovic beats Rafael Nadal in the finals of the, excuse me, in the semifinals of the French Open. Nadal, the four-time defending French Open champion, so that is a big upset by Djokovic, but Djokovic is the number one player in the world, so uh, he will gun for his 17th major uh, over the weekend. In the NBA, a pivotal game three between the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. It's in Atlanta tonight. This series is tied 1-1. to Hawks got the first punch. They landed a big one against the 76ers. One game one, and Philly stole home court. Philly takes care of business in, in game two. But Atlanta's nice, man. Have you watched much of Atlanta? Because they weren't on national TV that much, but they are a sweet team. They, they're very... Um Sneaky athletic, and 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 I mean, I don't know if it's sneaky. Anything it's sneaky not, about it. the fastest player in the league might be their point guard. Trey Young is so no. Fast. Trey Young is ridiculous, but again, like not having not been able to watch a lot of hot games just because of where we where we are, and you know, I I, I refuse to pay money for cable. Um, it's uh, watching them. It's they're fun. They well, are fun. They're well constructed too. Trey Young is is perhaps the best decision maker in the high pick and roll of any point guard in the NBA right now. And I know that's a bold that statement. Is bold. I know it's a bold statement, but the reason he's the best at it is because of the dudes he's got. This team reminds me of the mid two thousands Phoenix Suns. Trey Young is a more explosive, better shooting version. It's crazy to say it. he's not a better shooting version of Steve Nash. That's actually blasphemy. But Steve Nash is one of the greatest shooters in NBA history. Yeah, you might, you might get 50, your tire slashed 50, for that. 50, 40, 90. That's the, that's the club, right? 50% shooting, 40% from three, 90% from the free throw line. Only Larry Bird, Dirk Nowitzki, Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry, yep. and Steve Nash have ever done that in a single season. And Nash did it twice in a row. He's one of only seven guys that are back-to-back MVPs in NBA history. So... I guess what I'm getting at though is <laughs> what I'm getting at though is Nash had two great pick and roll bigs that were so athletic True. in Sean Marion and Amari Stoudemire. True. I'm not saying that John Collins and Clint Capella are there yet, but I do think that's what makes the the Hawks appealing to watch because there's a lot of guys that can read the pick and roll, but it's there's so many pick and pop concepts now, right? True. Like LeBron needs pick and pop guys too because he needs to be able to dish to the three. Yeah, it's the same thing with Chris Paul. Yep. The way his game is, James Harden. These guys are kicking out to three point shooters. Trey Young, as far as the pick and roll, where the guy is actually just straight rolling to the basket, Carl Malone style. I think Trey Young's the best dude in the league at reading that. And part of it, though, is because they have dudes that don't play outside themselves. Those dudes' whole goal, their whole job is. Yo, buddy, you're going 8 for 10. We're just giving you layups. Yeah. That's all you're doing. They're never shooting at nothing. Just go hard, roll the basket, and we'll give you the lob. Well, I, I like uh, I like Clint, I, CC. Like, to me, he is the consummate role team guy. Doesn't need a bunch of glorification. You know, brings the hard, uh, the hard hat and the lunch pail to work. And what I like about Atlanta, it's basic basketball. Exactly. Like, there's nothing. There's Like, when I watch it, there's no... You know, uh, triangle offense. There's no exactly. philosophy of this. There's no. It is basketball. They let Trey Young play basketball. Be, be the creator, though. It becomes complicated because of his creativity, not because of what they're calling from the bench. So uh, I do think that's very appealing. The other NBA game tonight, the late game. Um, this might be a must win for uh, the the Denver Nuggets because they are on the ropes. They are down 0-2 against the Phoenix Suns. 
The Suns are tough, man. I knew I, I called that three weeks ago. You did for sure. I'm not going to go on my rant that I always go on about the NBA. <laughs> Get over the big markets, man. The the league is globalized now. Everything is. It doesn't matter what market it is in. There's people from coast to coast, including in right here in Montana, that will watch. The teams, if they're good, I don't want to watch the Bulls anymore, man. Show me the Suns. Give me the Suns. Get the Knicks off the TV until they're good. They were good this year. They were good this, but, well, but, this year for the first time in two but, decades. But they've been showing 20 ESPN Knicks games for 20 years when they've been terrible. Horrible. Show me the Suns. And the other thing is you can't even make the big market argument. Phoenix is like the fifth largest city in America. So they have a big market. I know it's not a huge basketball market, but whatever. Right. They got a superstar. They got Chris Paul. But... but we didn't get a chance to see them that much. They were only on national TV four times this year. Now, I mean, this has been a reaffirmation for Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. I think people can see that a lot of what's gone awry over the last seven or eight years of his career has been the drama of L.A., the injury bug of L.A., the drama of Houston, the injury bug of Houston. Houston yeah. I mean, both of those. It wasn't Chris Paul's fault. And now that he's got his own young team again to mentor, he did it with the Thunder last year. He's done it with the Suns this year. I think he deserves more credit than he gets because we we gauge all this stuff off of championships, finals. If he gets to the finals, it solidifies it. He's a top three point guard of all time, in my opinion. I already think he's right there in the top five. Ooh. I do, man. I, I mean, you you realize what you just said? I, I do, man. I do. Top three. I do. Point guard I do. of all time. I, I do, man. I do. Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time. No question. I, I think that I think that he can get into. The converse, I, I think that if Chris Paul just led a team to the finals, his legacy is better than Isaiah Thomas's. I know Isaiah Thomas has two rings. I know he does, man. But Chris, but Chris Paul did more with less than almost any superstar in NBA history, man. The Hornets have never been good, and he won playoff series with the Hornets. The Clippers were the worst franchise in pro sports for 30 years, and he made them relevant. What was Blake Griffin done since he played with Chris Paul? Nothing. What's Nothing. DeAndre Jordan done since he played with Chris Paul? Nothing. Nothing. He, I mean, Chris Paul dragged the worst team in the NBA, a team that won 12 games this year. He dragged him to the playoffs last year in the Oklahoma City Thunder, and now he's got the Phoenix Suns on the brink, man. I just think that sometimes we overplay it, man. Like, that is just... John John Stockton is great. Isaiah Thomas is great. Tiny Archibald is great. Chris Paul's never played with freaking Larry Bird and Carl Malone and guys like this. I don't know. That is just bold, man. You you have skipped, and I would... Dare say crispy clean glazed over a bunch of other dudes, man. But you know, I'm who, not else, gonna... who else are you thinking of though, man? Because here's what I'm saying: like Chris Paul, uh, this is what I mean though. He is he has a completely unique analysis when it comes to the history of the NBA, because in terms of just his aesthetic appeal, how you would teach an alien that came to came to the world right. to play point guard right. is how Chris Paul plays point guard. Period. He is the almanac. He he plays with better pace. He plays with more control. He is the best fourth quarter shot maker of his generation besides maybe Damian Lillard, but those guys are different generations, man. Different like, different ball players. But Chris I'm just saying that but but also Chris Paul has these holes in his resume. He's had you know heartbreaking playoff losses. He's never been able to get True. over the top. Can't stay healthy. But he's doing it with bad teams, teams man. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna react to you viscerally. Could, could, I'm gonna, could, I'm gonna sit on that. Could for John, a week. We're gonna do it for a week. Okay. I'm but gonna just sit think, on just that. Think, one. Just think of this. Just think of it like this. Could Isaiah Thomas make the conference finals with Morris Peterson as his second best player? Mopey. Could John Stockton make the conference finals with Shea Gilchrist Alexander or Danilo Gallinari as his second best player? Well, I don't. You know what I'm saying. I'm, here's my only argument: is when you look at who Isaiah Thomas had on that three year run. Yeah. Most of those guys weren't coming out of big programs either. No, so that's when you, true. When you think about the Worm, even Joe Dumars, sure. like. 
guys that weren't coming out of big programs. I mean, you. But have, you also go and trade for Mark Aguirre, who was the one of the best scorers in the NBA. Like they had, they have Vinny Johnson. Well, they but got that was dudes. that was after the first. That's true. That was after the first. So That's let's true. give it historical context. Like you're right, but that first team. Like, that was pre-Dennis Rodman being Dennis Rodman. This was also like Bill Lane Beer coming over after kind of sitting in the basement in Cleveland forever with the ugliest uniforms in the history of the league. Think about it. We're leading next Friday with Chris Paul. The other thing you got to think about is you couldn't (laughs) even tell me who Chris Paul's coaches were in Charlotte or Oklahoma City or maybe even now. Isaiah Thomas played for Chuck Daly. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. There's There's a lot to hash out here, but regardless, thanks so much for spending some time with us on a Friday. Rajim Seabrook, Colter Nuanez, keep it right here. We got action for you all night long. The Missoula Paddleheads, red, 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 red hot. They are the hottest team in Pioneer League Baseball. And Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, will join, I guess not join us, he will take it from us and take you home. Paddleheads are in Billings tonight. Keep it right here on Watch United ESPN Missoula. We will be back 4 o'clock sharp on a Monday. Can't wait to see you. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.